Hello and welcome to the RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla, Rotary District 5810. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the co-host of this podcast. Here, alongside me, virtually I should say, we're not sitting in the same room, is the my co-host for the evening, the man they call Josie, Andrew Rutz. Well, hello, Greg. Uh, thanks for joining me. Um, I was going to record this podcast solo, but... You know, you know, I'm glad I don't have to do that. Something we don't talk about a lot or ever is you've done you've done a, quite a few shows solo. So I figured the very mm-hmm. least I could do oh, as a co-host is to show up. We're still waiting on the uh, the uh, the Josie solo show. Um, and uh, the the people spoke and um, and they wanted uh, it was eye opening that, that how much they did not want it. I don't know. I think uh, I think that's what people are are craving, and uh, and that's what we gotta do. We gotta give the people what they crave. Uh, this is the Rylacast, the official podcast of Camp Rylo Rotary District fifty eight ten. We do thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. We are guestless tonight. Uh, we what? we had a we had a bead on a guest, and then we couldn't come to the right compensation package for that guest. Mm. And so okay. we're hope we're we're hope we're going to continue to effort. Um, we're going to continue to uh, you know keep lines of communication open, uh, in hopes of getting this person on on the ne- on on a future podcast. But uh, but in any case, we will uh, we will persevere. Um, so you and I to to pull back the curtain entirely, um, Josie, we just got off of a call to discuss like Ryla stuff, like camp stuff, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're like less than six weeks away dude yeah uh rapidly approaching i feel like it's like armageddon and we're getting ready to board the rocket to go split this thing like that's how close it is so so let me let me ask you i guess that that maybe answers my question is six weeks a short time or a long time um it feels like six weeks is a short time because i thought yesterday we had eight weeks (laughs) <laughs> like yeah like like not like yesterday i'm i remember having the conversation like that we had two weeks ago that was like we're eight weeks from camp mm-hmm. and i blinked and it's been two weeks that um, is so, uh yeah so you know we're we're turning and burning it's like you got to do like a phone call like like hop on meetings and stuff and discuss things like we're laying out the map Shout out Stephanie Helmberger. Ooh, nice. Um, we're laying out the map. We're working on the binder, all those fun things, um, and uh, to to get camp ready. But 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 one person who was on this call tonight, Josie, was um, perhaps you know him as the world's greatest uh, camp director. Um, and it's, oh uh, yes, it's Dana Mackison, Doctor Dana Mackison. He was on the call. Josie, you know there's a tradition there at camp um, uh, where wherein we sing uh, one of our favorite camp songs way down yonder in the pawpaw patch uh yes right one picks up pawpaws and then they deposit the aforementioned pawpaws into a basket into the basket way down yonder in again the aforementioned pawpaw patch josie it came as a shock to i think everyone on the phone or on the call rather just how much about pawpaws dana knew and also that pawpaws are a real thing. Like like a real thing and very much actively a real thing. Not like a real thing of yesteryear that are just like nice to think about now. Like, no, no, it's a 
so uh, um i don't know the the name escapes me the the cool little quip but uh oh no very real very no, active it is it is not a myth it's a it's a thing it is apparently it's known as like the banana of the midwest <laughs> um it, it, it you can look this up uh because i've it's it's called the uh, official term, I suppose, the, the the species term is Azamina triloba, or the American pawpaw. Uh, and it is, Dana kind of explained it in a, in a very good way. He said it's kind of like a cross between like a banana and a pear. Mm-hmm. Um, they are sweet with a custard-like texture and somewhat similar to banana, mango, and pineapple. Um, I don't know about you, but I thought that was an entirely made up just thing for the sake of a camp song that, you know, that thing happened. That's the kind of thing that happens at camp. I I thought it was made up. And then I heard references to a pawpaw in like a mainstream song. And I was like, let me see if I can, um, through the magic of, of sound, uh, figure out what song that was. Uh-huh. But I was like, oh, okay, so pawpaws are a real thing. And I, I must have Googled it to just confirm that pawpaws are a real thing but i definitely did not click on the picture of the pawpaw yeah. so I, I learned with everyone else tonight so uh <laughs> um let's see it's it's uh l- let me just read this so it's 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 uh, there's many local <laughs> this is gonna be the whole podcast i'm just gonna read off of the wikipedia page for the pawpaw okay has numerous local common names, many of which compare to a banana rather than a papaya. Okay. Josie, would you like to hear a list of common names for the pawpaw? Uh, yes, I local very name. much would. Here we go. <clears throat> Wild banana. Prairie banana. Indiana banana. <laughs> Hoosier banana. West Virginia banana. Kansas banana. Kentucky banana. Michigan banana, Missouri banana, Appalachian banana, Ozark banana, Indian banana, Bonongo, the poor man's banana, American custard apple, Quaker delight, or my favorite, and what I will henceforth be referring to the pawpaw as, the hillbilly mango. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh God! Oh, what a time to be alive! What oh, a time actually, to be alive! Um, <laughs> due to increase, due to increased interest in foraging and lovacore mo- uh, 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 food movement during the late 2010s and the COVID-19 pandemic, the pawpaw has been referred to tongue in cheek as the hipster banana. <laughs> Oh God! Oh man! What? That's good. Oh wow! We got we got to get some pawpaws. Yes, that's what we got to do. That's I'm my gonna, that's my goal for the next six weeks. We're gonna we're gonna bring pawpaws to camp, like somehow. But I think from what from from again, Dana had a deep, rich, his like ex, like understanding of these these beautiful fruits, um, and I. I don't know. Like I, 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 he, he explained that like the whole song is about how you very quickly have to pick them up off the ground, <laughs> or else they'll they'll go bad. Um, so I don't know how well they ship. That's mm. the problem. Anyway, 
uh, there's Paul Paul talk. Uh, we do have some actual leadership conversation to have with you here on on this here the, the podcast that is ostensibly about leadership, but mostly about the hillbilly mango. Um, so I've got the big segment this week, Josie. And um, so as you as you may know, I work in the field of journalism. Um, I am a capital J journalist. That's what I've heard. Um, Very good one, I may add. Award winning, some may say. Let's not go crazy. Um, and all of that is to say that that uh, one of the things that I have in my history uh, is when I was in high school. And I don't know if you know this. You know, like we're good friends and we've shared a lot with each other, but I don't know mm-hmm. if you know this. I was a UIL headline writing regional champion. Oh, no. Okay. In my Congratulations. Senior year, my senior year, I won Region 1, the Region 1 competition um, out in Lubbock uh, for headline writing, and I got to go to state uh, nice. in headline writing. So I may, I'm, uh, so I, I, I appreciate the art of the headline. And so when you see a headline like this, I understand the care that went into it. Would you like to hear a headline from military.com? Yes. Quote, he was the worst leader I've ever had, end quote, semicolon, suspended brigade commander accused of toxic leadership. Um, okay. That's, that's an a... eye-catcher. Eye yes. Yes. That, that will get your attention. Um, and so um, I started reading this story as a, about an, uh, a, an, an army colonel uh, named Jonathan Chung who was uh, the commander of the Army's 5th Security Force Assistance Brigade. Um, he's been suspended, and he's fighting allegations um, uh, 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 allegations of counterproductive and abusive treatment of his subordinates. All of them, he, is, he has uh, pushed back about, uh, against this, saying that he's innocent, and certainly he deserves his day in court with all that. But Military.com spoke with 10 soldiers who worked directly with Chung, uh, and and they painted a picture of abrasive leadership style uh, that squashed unit cohesion and demoralized subordinate officers. Um, now, no soldiers uh, accused him of anything like, um, you know, untoward or um, or or. Th- for example, there's no criminal issues or sexual misconduct here. But they just say he just kind of sucked as a leader. And mm. I'd like to dive into a little bit of why I think that may be the case. So uh, the, the quote is from one army officer who you can imagine spoke on the condition of anonymity. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, he's the worst leader I've ever had. Toxic, selfish, and egotistical. I was getting screamed at multiple times for reasons I can't understand. Um, it goes on. Uh, but the, one of the things that I think is interesting is, um, and I think that we can all learn, like sometimes you got to see the bad to, to, to pull some good out of it. Um, they accuse this this gentleman of being a perfectionist, a micromanager, and dressing down subordinates in front of others. Now, I understand that the military operates differently than just like, you know, um, Sears or just like <laughs> a company. Right. But I also feel like those are three things that generally as a leader, you're you're looking to avoid. Being a perfectionist, being known as perfectionist, a micromanager, and then certainly dr- dressing down subordinates in front of others. Um, now, this is uh, amazing. By amazing, I mean terrible, but amazing. Uh, the public criticism was commonly known in the ranks as the Chunger Games. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. Now, look, 
this is a, a, a sad story about a gentleman who apparently was a toxic leader. But the Chunger Games rocks. <laughs> that's a that that's a solid nickname. That's a great nickname of just like oh, like he's dressing it down again. Here comes the Chunger Games. And like um, everybody, that's that's a nickname that everybody gets. What you're explaining with yeah, no backstory needed. He also tasked his formation with listening to his podcast about leadership lessons, mm. sometimes requiring troops to write reports or quizzing about the material. Now, look, I think it's OK to suggest to people that you work with, hey, here's a great podcast. Like, I don't know. I'll just pick one at random, the Rylacast, that I think maybe you could gain one or two things from if you get some time. But I think requiring them to listen to your podcast mm. and then quizzing them about it probably not uh the the way now there's other people who say that that he has an unfair reputation and that this is that this is being blown out of proportion uh things like that Uh, so certainly he will get his day in court but i do think that there's something here that that you know i think we think of like the military as like the peak of leadership and and where you've got to be on your game like there's no messing about here you got to be on your game um but i do think that that where you see big failures, you can find successes. And I think the thing that really hit me there was the idea of being a perfectionist and being a micromanager. Um, I think, I don't know. Let me try this on for size. I think you can be a little bit of one, but if like a perfectionist and a micro or, or a micromanager, like you can micromanage a little, or you can just have really high expectations for your, for your comp, for, for your subordinates. But you certainly cannot be both. If you're both, you're just gonna you're just mm. gonna end up in the Chunger Games. No, that that yeah, that's a good point. And I, it's so tough because I've there 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 are times to be. Um, I mean, I know, I feel like I'm generalizing, but um, you know, trying to get that attention to detail maybe is a better way to look at it in terms of you know, perfectionist micromanager attention to detail micromanager is a slight difference that accomplishes the same goal um kind of to go wildly off topic but yeah yeah you can't be can't be both anyway so um i found that story to be particularly informative of like even you know even the military and even like high-ranking military officials you know this gentleman was a uh is i should say um is a uh a commander of a of an entire brigade um I, I do think that there's that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's got everything figured out. And 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 I think that that is a lesson that we can learn. So there you go. There's my uh, big segment. Um, we don't have a guest. So normally we'd have a guest right here. Um, can I plug a podcast before we move on? Uh, yes. Before you plug that podcast, I want to follow up on something you said mm. um, in your big segment about the leadership podcast that uh, yeah. that he forced his everybody to listen to Mm -hmm. from experience they'll let literally anyone make a podcast i'm feeling personally targeted here no 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 but uh anyway anyway yes carry on sorry for that uh yeah uh, yeah okay all right yeah i mean i i look i'm picking up what you're putting down i get it i know what you're saying you don't have even you know, reading between not reading between the lines you know what i mean um okay so uh our buddy um and by buddy i mean uh, uh simon sinek who we've mm. mentioned a couple of times you know he has a podcast do you know that yes yes um it's called a little bit of optimism i think it's called a bit of optimism is what it's called 
a couple of weeks ago, and this is a little bit old, um, but a couple of weeks ago, did I mention this in the last podcast? Uh, no. Okay. Simon Sinek's a big, a big player on the podcast, but I don't think you mentioned this. Uh, he did an interview with a gentleman named Bill Farmer. Do you know who Bill Farmer is? I do not. Bill Farmer is the voice of Goofy. <laughs> okay. And so here's here's my selling point for this. It's called A Goofy Episode with Bill Farmer. If you want nothing more than to just hear an interview with the guy who plays Goofy, it's a good listen for that. But also, like, they get into some kind of good things about, like, identity and about, like, self-confidence and, and believing in yourself and, and, and things like that. So anyway, I would recommend that. Uh, that's my, that's my, uh, in lieu of a guest, that's my plug for this week. So we didn't have somebody to come and plug something. That's me plugging something. Okay. That's a great plug. Okay. So there you go. Uh, and now here to bring us home on this very special episode of the Ryla cast is Andrew Josiatz. Well, thank you, Greg. Um, so when you were, when you are writing, mm-hmm. do you, are you familiar with the concept of being in the zone, so to speak? Yes. Okay. I'm very much. I, I'm, and I am a, um, I am familiar with that. And I am also a guy who, um, uh, I, I have to get, I have to fought, like put myself in a position to succeed. Like I have to have music. I have to be sitting in a specific place and stuff like that. But once I get there, like I'm good to go for an hour, two hours, four hours, stuff like that. So yes, I am very familiar with the idea of getting in a zone. Okay. Are you familiar with this idea in psychology called flow and, a, and uh, being in a flow state? No, I'm not. Okay. Have, have we talked about this before? I don't think um, so. So it, it, uh, it, it's around, um, it comes up with when talking about grit and kind of this whole, like, how do I just, you know, am I, how do I be passionate about something? Um, and I was, I've got a little a notes app on my phone and I write down little sentences and things and whether it's a book I'm reading or listening to or, or anything that, that comes up. And I wrote a sentence, um, a question called what happens when challenges are greater than your skills, hmm. which comes yeah. up a lot, you know, like when you're, when you're trying, when I'm, I'm trying to grow, uh, challenges can be good. Challenges can also be bad. Um, but that's like what happens kinda... when you're in over your head. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, uh, to peel back the curtain a little bit, throwing that into Google, just that question gives mm-hmm. you a variety of, of articles. Um, and it, and the, the theme that kept coming up is this idea of flow, um, and I, I want to say I came, um, I came into unknowing the idea of flow, but the Angela Duckworth book, uh, I believe it's just grit, but, but the flow state, um, this particular article talks about, you know, think of a runner competing in a marathon. <clears throat> his goal is clear, needs to reach the finish line faster than his competitors. He's trained for the marathon. He knows he can do it. He's focused on it. Nothing else in his mind but crossing that finish line. He's not conscious of himself or his environment. He is single-handedly focused on crossing the finish line. Nothing else exists mm-hmm. but crossing that finish line. And that positive psychology, um, called, po- positive psychology calls that the flow state. And so the, the benefits of being in a state of flow is you have this 
kind of extreme confidence, knowing that you have the capacity to overcome challenges, meet your goals, increase your sense of overall life satisfaction, which, you know, uh, that sounds like a, a big, a big bite to chew. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand the point. Um, and so when, when in a state of flow, a person is gaining mastery of the task at hand, you know, you've, you've cleared out all distractions and you're focused on that one challenge, uh, and you're, and you're focused in overcoming on overcoming it. Um, and these flow situations, the, the psychology shows that they allow, uh, for personal development and growth, which are both two factors that lead to happiness, Uh, And achieving a state of flow at work leads to success and career advancement. Um, And I think, I think this state of flow is fascinating because um, you alluded to it as well. You know, you, you've got to have everything clear, but then you're good. You're good for a couple Mm -hmm. hours yeah. and then, and then you move on to something else. And then when something else comes up, you know, you're back in the flow state. And so, so having this, um, knowing that that you can kind of move freely in and out of it i think is is helpful and healthy when when talking about leadership um and the it's possible while it's possible to enter the flow state while doing any activity probabilities are higher when you're wholeheartedly doing a task for its own sake you have to be doing something to enter into a flow state so you know passive activities reading watching tv won't cause it um, you have to be doing something actively. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, you, yeah. You can't just like be sitting on the couch and be like, Oh, look at me. I'm in a flow state. Like, right. You can't like <laughs> just like wake up and suddenly find yourself into it. I think you have to be intentional about it. Exactly. Intentional. Yeah. That's a, a good way to describe it. Okay. Thanks, Josie. Thanks, Greg. Um, okay. Yeah. That is this guestless episode of the Rylocast. Um, we'll have another one. I guess in two weeks, do you want to try to schedule this like produce on the fly? Let's see. Uh, next yeah, next Tuesday uh... is May 2nd. I think I'm free that day. So maybe we'll, we'll record that. Oh, today's tax day. Did you file your taxes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did you did file your taxes? I did file my taxes. They, they, uh, they cashed my check today. And by yeah. cash, by cash, my check. I mean the IRS cashed the check I sent them. <laughs> so uh, it's going great. So anyway, if you see me begging for change uh, outside your door, please, please, I have children to feed. Um, yeah, I think that's going to do it uh, for us. Thanks for uh, spending a little time with us. We hope that you will, if you enjoyed this podcast, you will rate it and comment on it uh, and tell a friend. And here with an antiquated way of telling a friend about the Rylocast is Josie. Yes. So speaking of marathons, I want you to to print off. It can really just be an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. And it, it has to be like a, a runner's bib and write, mm. listen mm-hmm. to the Rylocast on it. And you don't have to register for the race. You just have to run near the race so other people see that bib and think like, is that a number? Oh, no, I need to listen to the Rylocast. It's a relatively low cost way of advertising, really. So, so you know, more and more like sports leagues are having like advertising on their jerseys. How much do you yes. think it would cost to get like listen to the Rylocast uh, logo on like, I don't know, like the Dallas Mavericks jersey? Do you think that's in our budget? Uh, I mean, after the season they've had, uh, I think it's in our budget. Perfect. Thanks for spending part of your day night with us. Josie, thanks for your courage. Thanks, Greg. Talk to you next time on the Rylocast. Cast.